What's up, party people? It's Talib Kweli, the BKMC, the MCEO. I love the fact that y'all checking out the People's Party and showing us a lot of love. You know what we do? We bringing you all the live guests. We bringing you the best podcast on the internet. Just make sure you subscribe and leave a review. People's Party, Talib Kweli. Let's go. What's up, party people? It's Talib Kweli, the MCEO, the BKMC. Welcome to another fantastic edition of the People's Party with Talib Kweli. I got my wonderful co-host in the house, Jasmine Lee. Give it up for Jasmine Lee, party people. <laughs> Jasmine, how you feeling? Amazing. I'm pretty amazing, too. You look amazing. Thank you. You like these frames? I love them. I'm trying them out for this show. Okay. Um, today's guest is someone who I have a great deal of respect for. Someone that, of course, I met on social media <laughs> once again, but we became friends in real life. This woman, um, I don't think we can overstate how we've grown up with this woman. Mm -hmm. uh, she was on one of my favorite shows of all time, Community. She's also on, she was on Drake and Josh, which mm -hmm. is a show I did not see that often. I love that show. I'm sure you love that show. I'm just going to run down her credentials just so we know the level of resume and caliber we're dealing with. Um, that 70s show, That's So Raven, Malcolm in the Middle, The Office, Chuck, Dreamgirls, mm. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Family Guy, mm. 500 Days of Summer, Tropic Thunder, The Avengers Endgame. Wow. And the list goes on and on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the wonderful, the talented Yvette Nicole Brown. <laughs> wow. Wow. What an intro. Good to see you. What a woman. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I wasn't prepared for the walk-on. Oh, you I know. I wore better jeans. No, the jeans are just perfect. You're comfortable. Thank you. You're here with the people's party. Thank you, brother. You're relaxed. Yes. You're breathing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, it's my honor and my pleasure to have you. It is mutual. I'm glad you're here. Mm -hmm. um, I want to start out by talking about the OH10. Okay. Ohio. Yes. You're born in Cleveland, Ohio. East Cleveland, Yes. Um, you went to University of Akron. I did. So you're really, really, really Ohio. Yes, I am steeped in Ohio. Yes, That's right. 100%. Um, Midwest values or Ohio values, how have they served you in Hollywood? Uh, you know, the best thing about people from the Midwest is that they may not like you, but you know. Mm. Mm. There's no fakeness in Ohio. Okay. You know, and the thing is, they don't have to like you to work with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what's great about it. So um, I kind of when you go to Ohio or you're from go someplace in the Midwest, you know where you stand, which I think right. is sometimes different in LA a lot of times in LA someone will smile in your face and then you don't even feel that <laughs> you don't feel the knife in the back right. until you're bleeding so um so that's the difference I would say okay what made you want to move from Ohio to move to Hollywood and pursue acting I actually wanted to pursue singing I okay. was uh, I was signed to uh Motown Biv 10 when I was a teenager. <laughs> and you was in that video. I was in that video. Playing yourself. <laughs> I know that video. Um, I was managed by Michael Bivens when I was a kid. And, shout out um, to Michael Bivens. Shout out to Michael Bivens. Great guy. I love him. That is, he's like A visionary. My, come on. Yeah, like people he, don't really people respect him. People don't give him. him what he deserves. I agree. He really is, he's, he is that dude. He had the vision early. He really did. Yeah. Um, 
So I was signed to that, uh, to East Coast Family and, uh, you know, thought that would be my career. Mm -hmm. But I, I joke about this all the time, but I'm really PG-13 and, and uh, Prudy McPrude in life. Oh, and wow. the music business uh -huh. had shifted into, flip me up, throw me against the wall. And I was like, oh my God. You know? <laughs> so I was like, I can't do it. So um, when that shifted that way, mm -hmm. and, and I always say it's before we had like an India Ari or anyone mm -hmm. that was conscious. So I didn't see a lane um, for me in the R&B realm. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of moved to the behind the scenes for a while. I worked for Michael at mm -hmm. Motown and then started working at different companies in LA and then, you know, the acting bug kind of bit. And I was like, well, let me try this. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, uh, you know, I'm a fan of your work yeah. and you sing a lot. I sing in everything. You sing yeah. in everything. Yeah. I just, and you, and you're like, you, you bring it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I do. Okay. Yeah. I got to say, I don't think I've ever sung as myself in any show. Like as I sing, character. I sing as how I think the character would sing. Understood. So I don't know that anyone's heard how I would sing yet on Understood. television. Um, so right now you are part of this, you're part of many universes. Yeah. But the universe right now is the Chuck Lorre universe. Yes. And a little show, bit. I got I dipped a toe in. A little pinky toe. A little pinky toe. Tell yeah. us about that character because it's a specifically black character. Yes. Yeah. I played, I she actually, this is uh I she moved to Minnesota this mm -hmm. year. So I don't know that I'll be on mom mm -hmm. this season. But I played Nora. I was uh Christie's um new sponsor. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of no nonsense and like this is what it is. And um the beautiful thing about doing mom is that they have people that are recovering as like uh, coaches on mm -hmm. set. So oh, if you wow. have any questions about how would I, why am I saying it this way? Cause the way it was written, Nora was really tough in the beginning. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, she's trying to help this woman. Why is she, she won't hug her. She won't. And some people said, no sponsors. A lot of them don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like they're not very touchy feely and mm -hmm. huggy duggy. They're, they, they're more, this is what it is. You're an addict. This is what it is. And so I learned that it was okay to be a little tougher mm -hmm. as that character. You just wrote a movie. I did. You're always a bridesmaid. I did. When is that coming out? It actually aired on BT oh, okay. uh, in September. Okay. And this year. Um, this, this year. year. This year. And it's going to, we're going to start moving into the streaming space. So we're reaching out to different streaming companies to see who wants to, to run it. But uh, it's actually something I wrote 400 years ago uh, when I was an <laughs> office temp. Um, and just kind of wrote it because, like I said, going back to the PG-13 thing, I wanted, there weren't any romantic comedies for black people that were PG-13. Right. And I kind of wanted us to be able to fall in love in a chaste way, the same way white folks get to mm -hmm. do it. And mm -hmm. so I, since I didn't see it, I wrote it. And um, it just happened to get made all these years okay. later. It's I want to check that I haven't seen it's it. It's really sweet. I can send you a link. Okay, send please. Avion is in it? Avion is in it. Okay. I, everyone that's in that film... Uh, most of them I called and said, can you come and just do a day? Mm -hmm. And most of them came and did it for scale. Um, That's amazing. Atheon was so dope. I just called him and said, man, I'm do I'm doing it. He said, where, when, where, where do I need to come? And he showed up and killed it. Atheon, we, we uh, filmed an interview with him for this show. It yeah, hasn't come out good. yet. He's a uh, good guy. He's one of my better friends in this business. Yeah. Uh, we, me and him rap together. He's an incredible rapper. Really? Do, yeah. I, not, do I know that about He that? raps. He, he used to dance with Soul Train. Yeah, and he's a, a great comedian. And he's a fantastic great actor, comedian. Great man. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's the truth. Um, now, community yeah. is absolutely <laughs> one of my favorite shows Rather. of all time. Rather. It is. I mean, I must have seen all seasons, six seasons of the movie. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> Several times. Really? You know, I, it's a show that I go back to because it's so layered. Yeah. So much to it. The, the ensemble cast. Um, I feel like everyone in that ensemble cast over the years is mm -hmm. a star in their own right. But mm -hmm. when y'all when y'all got together. Yeah. It magic. wasn't. Everybody wasn't, you know, on the level that they are now. No. Um, shout out to my homegirl, Angela Nissel. She's mm -hmm. a writer. Mm -hmm. um, she brought me into my first writer's room. 
Oh. Um, I was a guest star on The Last OG mm-hmm. and I got to see a writer's room in action. Yeah. And me as a writer, that was very exciting to me. Yeah. Me as a writer as someone who grew up raised by television mm-hmm. and just to see the behind the scenes and behind the curtain. Like, oh, this is how the writer's room works. Yeah. Um, watching Community and how fast paced it is mm-hmm. and knowing a little bit about uh, the mystique surrounding a Dan Harmon, mm-hmm. um, that table, and how important the table was a character in the show. It really was. You had to break it up. Yeah. The table, the table is absolutely a character. I feel like the table was like the table in a writer's room. Mm. And I feel like the show worked so well. There were so many scenes that worked with y'all just sitting just at, at the table, table. Just at that table. Because it's a bunch of comedy writers yeah. who were just sitting at a table and Dan Harmon and, and his crew yeah. found a way to bring that table to TV wow. with the community college. Wow. I like that. Is that accurate? I mean, I think it's accurate. Um, I think in the same way that the writers were around their table, we as comedic actors were around that table. And I, mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, and it's our 10th anniversary this year. We just did a uh, something with Vulture Fest to celebrate mm-hmm. that it's been 10 years since Community debuted. But we spent time at that table trying to make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a lot of inside jokes. There's a lot of facial expressions and just really dumb stuff that we right. did that it really was because we had so many long hours at the table. Let's fill the time with some foolishness. Right. So we always are surprised to see an we were surprised to see an episode and realize that some dumb thing we did just for each other made it in right um so yeah so i feel like it was just people just trying stuff out and that's it it's it's such a special show for me for that reason um and everyone's gone on to do amazing things and i'm honored to have been with them with some of them some of them already you know had made it but it was nice to be with some of them as they just discovered who they were going to be like what was it like uh so here's a fun fact yeah I think one of the first times Donald Glover was on television yeah. was in the season four finale of 30 Rock, yes. which is a show that's similar in some ways yeah. to Community. He wrote on that show. He, wrote, he was a writer mm-hmm. on the show and he wrote a character uh, himself into the thing. And mm-hmm. I was also on that episode. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was an episode called Kidney Now, okay. uh, where Alan Alda was playing uh, Alec Baldwin's father. Yes. He, needed a kidney, he needed a kidney. And they brought all these musicians in and I was one. I, I filled in. Uh, for Adam for the Beastie Boys because he was sick at the yeah. time, right? And it, was, it was dope. It was super dope. Uh-huh. But Donald Glover is and he's like, you know, Tracy Morgan is talking about how anybody could be who they want to, and he's like, that's even you, gay kid. And Donald Glover's like, who told? <laughs> but um, at that point, I was doing Rock the Bells, yeah. with Childish Gambino, yeah, right. He was fully into the Childish Gambino thing. He had it developed as the mm. community hadn't happened really right. yet for him was you know what was it like seeing him at that stage of his career you know it's amazing i uh donald taught me a lot about uh redeeming the time and mm-hmm. being an effective use of time he mm-hmm. never wastes a moment mm-hmm. so when we would yell cut uh when they would yell cut donald would go pick up his his computer and start writing a song or start mm-hmm. writing what would become uh atlanta right you know or write comedy bits for his comedy special like he literally always worked he never slept Mm -hmm. and we talked about this today about sleeping like Mm -hmm. donald never sleeps Mm -hmm. and i remember at the time thinking well this is not healthy his baby's got to sleep and he said why Mm -hmm. like i got stuff to do and if i'm up he's not yeah he's not trying to keep himself up but while he is up he uses the time yeah um and i've said this a thousand times but i'll say it again he is the most extraordinarily talented person in every creative endeavor that i've ever met fantastic i've never met prince i never met michael jackson so Mm -hmm. i always say that as a caveat but donald can dance he can sing he can crochet he can bake he can, he can i'm not kidding he right. can crochet, he can and, bake. crochet he, and bake he can actually crochet and bake um he can do physical comedy he can do he just there's nothing creative that he can't do and he does it and exhausts it and moves on 
I'm glad you mentioned yeah. Atlanta. Um, so you um, just you left the show to take care of your father. I did. Um, and I imagine that was a very difficult decision. Yeah, actually, no, no okay. it wasn't. Um, I've never been someone that's uh, impressed with fame. Okay. I've never wanted it. I've never chased it. Um, we all got to pay bills. So I mm-hmm. do enjoy making a paycheck. So mm-hmm. I, I was concerned about making a living, mm-hmm. but I wasn't concerned about where I made the living. And right. I knew that the way the show was set up, it was not conducive to me taking care of my dad. And that's right. You know, I'm, I'm family first. So that was not right. a hard decision for me at all. I think you're unique with that. Though. Yeah. So, so a lot of people are in this business are chasing fame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that I think it's vapor. I yeah. think fame is a trick. It's a trick. It's a trap. It's and fleeting. It's it's fleeting, and it's not even real. It's, it's not even that it's fleeting. It's not real. It yeah. is a it is a mist that yeah. you can get caught in, and you can think matters, and it doesn't. I see people like doing all this stuff for the gram and securing the yeah. bag. All of this crap is is vapor. Yeah, mm. and it's it's the relationships you have with people. It's the good you do in this world. Those things are what matter. I don't care if a million people I don't know know mm-hmm. who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's nice. I mean, mm-hmm. thank you, but. That's that doesn't help me sleep at night if I'm not a decent person. Your soul mm-hmm. is what matters. Your kindness level matters. Do mm-hmm. you take care of people? Mm-hmm. Do you fight the good fight even when it doesn't benefit you? Mm-hmm. Those are the things that people should be famous for. Yeah. Not the, the jeans they wear and the songs they sing. That's what dumb. you do when no one's looking. Come on. What you said was very important because there's a difference between fame and infamy. And yeah. I think I'm, in this society, especially with the Instagram and stuff, people think this is what I run into when I, you know, you and me, we, you know, we yeah. argue online sometimes. We do. Right? We chop and, it up. We and, chop and, it up. Oh, gosh. Um, what people sometimes criticize criticize me for yeah and we'll, we can get into the online stuff later yeah. but I want to, for, for what you said yeah um they say you're giving these people a platform that's what they right? say that's and, what they say and and my pushback to that is that what you're telling me is that you value fame too much and as someone who's been famous for quite some time mm-hmm. let me tell you it's not all it's cracked it's up to really be not. me being a famous person doesn't make me a better person come on so the idea that you're saying well you're giving this person fame and Shame that devil every mm-hmm. time. I want every racist to be famous. I agree. So that when we yeah, see we them all coming, know. we yep. know exactly what they look like, what yep. they're wearing, what they I smell agree. like, what they're going to say. I agree. And people are run from that because because they value fame so much. They see yeah. fame as a virtue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, why are you treating these people? You're making Don't them put famous. them on a pedestal. And right. That's not, a, that's not always a good thing. And they also tell you and me and other people not to speak up because it's like, you got to protect your brand. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Right. Like, first of all, my brand is is rebuttal. <laughs> anybody so that know me knows that right. I, I remember Tank said we were on the set of, of a new edition movie and he just said to me you are built for rebuttal and mm-hmm. I am my whole life I've been built for rebuttal mm-hmm. and I'm going to fight every good fight that's, that's right. amazing I don't fight. care what I lose I've said all the time I am a legal secretary by mm-hmm. trade and McDonald's is always hiring <laughs> so <laughs> if speaking the truth mm-hmm. and fighting for what's right means that I lose fans or lose a career bye Mm-hmm. It's just not that deep. Whatever is for you for is for you anyway. So you saying anything is not going to take away an opportunity that you were already going to have. And then it's funny because we were just talking about another show. Like in today's age, mm-hmm. people like people being more authentic. So it's not like you don't have to be worried about your brand on speaking up because they want to know what yeah. you really think. I never right. think about any of that, you know. And honestly, to be fair, no employer I've ever had has ever said Yvette. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people know what they're getting when they hire me right. because what they also know is that I'm fair. Mm-hmm. I'm kind. For the most part, I'm not profane. Mm-hmm. I try not to. I, you don't see me on Twitter cussing people out. I no. don't do that. I will call you right. out, but I don't cuss people out. Right. You let and me I, do that. Yeah. I'm like, She has a polite always, read. Yeah. It's like, I, I believe in a classy mm-hmm. read. And also, I, I have to be on the right side of history. I'm mm-hmm. not going to stay quiet when 
when literally the world is on fire. That's right. When we're facing a darkness and mm-hmm. evil, I am not going to hold my tongue because I want five more followers. That's right. dumb. That is dumb. The whole thing is we have these platforms to use them. Why do you think you have a million followers if it's not to share what you know That's mm-hmm. right. about what's good with those people? That's right. Um. So now I say all that because... Donald Glover also left the show before mm-hmm. it ended. He did. And he left it to, to focus on Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I have a theory and I'm going to float it here. Do it. Okay, my theory is that Donald Glover, if you listen to Childish Gambino music, a lot of it, when it deals with race, talks about people's ideas of what a black man should be. Should mm-hmm. be. And people, he had a lot of white fans and mm-hmm. he made fun of himself in mm-hmm. his music, like saying only white girls listen to it and this mm-hmm. and that. And Community, as one of my favorite shows, I'll be honest, None of my black friends watch the show, <laughs> right. right? So right. I would talk to my black friends in Brooklyn. They'd be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and, um, and so I feel like Donald Glover, who's a guy who grew up in Georgia, mm-hmm. my theory is, is that as good as he was doing on Community, he needed to do something that was black. Mm, and I, people. Yeah, and I feel like it because and the blackest thing you could do is write a show called Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get more black This is it. the thing, though, about Donald. Donald is very black. Mm-hmm. I think that people, like, don't get they get what he wears and mm-hmm. maybe that he's soft spoken mm-hmm. or whatever. They, they get it twisted. Yeah. He's very black. Absolutely. And I feel like he, I feel like he had to go grab that. for. Well, he wanted to make Atlanta because I feel like he wanted to show the fullness of what we are. Mm-hmm. And he loves absurdity. Yeah. He loves weird things and he loves making people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he's, you know, that period he went through where he was wearing like the Hawaiian shorts and the white t-shirt yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I think he loved that. I think right. he loved the people. What is he doing? And he was like, yeah, let him try to figure out what I'm doing. Right. Not from a calculated space, but from a space of let me just live. Changing right. in the perception. This, yeah, I'm going to live in this this season of time. And and those that, that can ride, let's ride. If you right. can't ride, it's okay. Right. You know, that's. I right. think that's how he does every. That's how he feels about everything he does. Right. It's just so important to have Donald Glover's because as we keep saying, it shows that Black is just not one thing. That is so many different people. Black people love playing chess. Black people love science. Like it's not, it's not just one thing. And that's why we need these diverse shows and making Atlanta. We have to tell our own story. We have to tell our own stories. Now, the community was not scared to deal with race Mm -hmm. and sex and class. And I feel like, and you could let me know if I'm correct in this. I feel like your character, Shirley Bennett, was sort of a, um, a send up of a stereotype of what sassy black woman is. I think she was a send up of what a white man felt a sassy black woman right. was. Um, and that's no dig against Dan Harmon. I mean, right. you, you, he can't write what we are because he right. doesn't, he's not a black There's woman. There's a couple episodes where they, where you, they, you dealt with that directly. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Because, but you notice they were later in the show mm-hmm. when he knew who I was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And again, not saying that he didn't have any black female friends, but I know that my friendship with him um, I spoke up about a lot of things behind mm-hmm. the scenes that there was something that I felt like I'm a black woman. I'm mm-hmm. actually a black Christian woman. So, mm-hmm. and I was playing a woman just like me. So right. if you got a question about what we will do in any circumstance, you kind of got to come to me and ask yeah. me and I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, and I was aware that there weren't a lot of black females watching the show. So it's mm-hmm. not like um, I was trying to be something for them because I knew most of them weren't watching. But if one of them popped in, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that she knew it was a safe space to That's be. Right. Um I, in every role I take, I'm mindful of my blackness, my femaleness, my of a certain sizeness. Now mm-hmm. I'm aware of my of a certain ageness. Mm-hmm. And I try to make sure that anyone that takes the ride in my shoes is not diminished mm-hmm. because I need a paycheck. That's right. Mm-hmm. You That's know what right. I mean? So you can't always change what your character has to say. Mm-hmm. You don't control the writing, but you control the subtext of how you say it. There was right. a scene... Um, 
when Shirley gets pregnant um, and she doesn't know who the father is, mm-hmm. right? I was I warred against that so much because you created a character that <laughs> between Kim, Ken Jong and, yeah, and Malcolm Jamal, Jamal Warner, like you create, you, you, you create a character that loves the Lord and is basically mm-hmm. policing everybody else's mm-hmm. uh, romantic interests, mm-hmm. and you then decide that she's someone that just randomly sleeps with someone because there's a zombie apocalypse. If you don't right. watch Community, the stuff like that happened. Yeah, <laughs> and I went to him and I said, "Listen, if it's the last days and she's the woman that I think she is, she's not going to be fucking. She's going to be praying. Right? Mm-hmm. Forgive my f bomb." but right. that's what I said at the time and and they refused to change it they wanted they thought it was hilarious that she mm. was didn't know who she who her father it was it set up the whole it did I got it I, listen season, yeah. I'm not a comedy writer so right. I get it it was it was an arc but there's a, a point where I was like since they can't change the words my subtext is going to be repentance mm. my subtext is going to be oh my god what have I done mm-hmm. right. because there would if she was who I thought she was there would be some shame in finding mm-hmm. herself in that predicament yeah. so they didn't write it but I played it mm-hmm. right okay I get you see that. what I mean I so that. you know I, I did I do that a lot I can't control what I have to say but I control how I say it wow. now um, community uh, dealt often with multiverses yeah um, was it fun to play the evil Shirley Oh, it's so much fun. So much fun. I just she, did. She I, drunk. Oh, she was God. Was a drunk. She was just, just, oh, she was horrible. But I, horrible, like it, it, in the Shirley world. Like she's yeah. not horrible in life. The inverse. In, of, yeah, the inverse of her was horrible. I just played a villain in uh, Lady and the Tramp and I've been mm. getting like my first tweets and stuff from people like, oh my God, I hated you. And I'm like, I kind of like the change. I like that. That's like, perfect. I, I did my job well. I kind of like that I did my job well enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm a nice person. So mm-hmm. if you can watch me in something and hate me, that means I really did some, some good acting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, now, with the multiverses, Dan yes. Harmon also went on to do Mick, Rick, and Morty, Rick and Morty, which to me is very similar. It's like, to me, Rick and Morty is like community with no limitations. Yes. Rick and Morty. It's like, okay, I wanted to do this stuff, but these are actually yeah. human beings. Yeah, and so I can't I could, make it right. I can't, you know, so so now, but there's an episode of Rick and Morty mm-hmm. where they're watching TV, they're watching alien TV. And you see the study room TV. They see, they see <laughs> the alien version of community. Yeah. And I think your, was your oh, voice I'm in so, that? Yes. No, my voice has not been on Rick and Morty okay, yet. Okay. I just saw Dan Harmon and was like, what's up? What's up? Like, can you I, do voice I work? I do a lot of voice work. Yeah, I'm you like, like the I'm, actually, I'm actually better at voice work than on camera work. Book I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you on Family Guy? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, come on, can I? So he said that he's going to let me come play. So I hope that I get to do a voice. But no, that was not my voice on there. But you do go to Comic Con. I do every year. Because you're a fan. I'm a nerd. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell every us about Comic Con for people oh, for, for people Comic-Con. who've never been. Comic Con is like the greatest gathering of people who love things in the world because that's all a nerd is is someone that just really loves something a lot mm-hmm. you can be an, I could be nerdy about this glass of water that's right. I could mm-hmm. be nerdy about this microphone that's right um, and what I love about Comic Con is everybody's welcome there's no there's no judgment at Comic Con you just let your freak flag fly mm-hmm. and every show or movie that is in the genre space if it's sci-fi, if it's, you know, dragons, whatever, it's all there, mm-hmm. which is really great. There's been a lot of stories about Chevy Chase. Oh, have there? <laughs> and not just from Community. No. But from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And are there any experiences with Chevy Chase that you would like to share? No. Okay. I none. felt like that was a good question that I had yeah, to ask. But I've heard the stories. There's none that I want to share. Okay. No. So he was, I, I, let me say one more thing. He seems to have played that character very accurately. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, everyone from community, yeah. just about everyone, is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just about everyone, yeah. Some, can you lay it out who, how? Because you were in Endgame. I was. And so was Ken Jong. Ken Jong was in Endgame. And Danny Pudi, was he? He was in, I think, Winter Soldier. Okay. And then Jim Rash was in, uh, oh, I got to I gotta check IMDb, but I know that, that, and Donald was in a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the Russo brothers who are over the Avengers movies um, were our executive producers on Community. I don't think a lot of people... I don't know if everybody knows that. Okay. So that's the connection. That's the connection. And so when they moved from community to the Marvel universe, they just thought it'd be funny to, or sweet to have a little community Easter egg in each episode, each movie. So they would just randomly call. You never knew who Mm -hmm. it was going to be. Right. And then we all, you know, honored our NDA. So we never even knew who it was until the movie came out. Um, And it was my turn. And I got the call. Um, I was working on a show called the mayor and I got a text Mm -hmm. from Joe Russo and he was like, what are you doing? next Thursday and Friday. And I was like, is this it? Like I was so like, oh my God. So I, I it, felt so proud when I saw you on that screen. Cause when, when I saw, when I went to see Endgame, we were in the middle of a Twitter battle with a bunch of people. Oh, and fight. I was back and forth oh, with, fight. with Yvette. We were going back and forth and I went to see Avengers and you popped and up I on popped the screen up. and I was like, that's what yes. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. You know, I didn't even know that I was in Endgame because I shot uh, two years ago. He shot in 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought I was going to be in Infinity War. Right. Because that's all my swag. I got a whole swag bag with like a, you know, a, a beanie and whatever right. with Infinity War. And so when Infinity War came and went and I wasn't in it, I was like, well, you know, at least I, had I got shot. cut. It, is right. nice. it happens, you know, and I moved on. It, I was so shocked that I was in um, Endgame. I hadn't even gone to the to the premiere. Oh, wow. I didn't even know. So right. I'm at. They didn't at, tell you? No, because I mean, I think they just assumed that I, like, you shot it. Well, you got paid. You did you the work. Paid, they like, they yeah. have it. Like it, it happens, like it happens. But you never and it was know, two so years you... before. Yeah, so it was like time had passed. They're, they're busy. They're editing a film. Mm-hmm. They're not checking in with me to make sure I know I'm on. Um, and I went to the film with a bunch of my blurred friends and popped See, up. there's that word again. Yeah, blurred. 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 Let's talk about blurred. Black because nerd. Yeah, do, black nerd. You do cos, cos, cosplay melee. I do. I did. Right? And they had rest in peace. And yes. Yeah, it was a and good you, show. You, uh, you uh, are a uh, talking head on Talking Dead. I am. Um, what draws you to sci-fi and horror and that those genres? You know, I I'm not even really a big horror girl. Like I I don't. Me loving Walking Dead is like mm-hmm. a fluke. I just saw the first the trailer for it ten years ago and was like, oh my god, I love this show. I love Walking Dead too. Oh my, way. I love it so much. Yeah. And I, but it's I'm, I'm not, not caught up. I'm I'm like where season. Are you? Eight, nine. Okay, you got a good ride ahead of you. Yeah. You got a good ride ahead of you. They're, they're, how, what listen, are they up to? It's, it's, I try. It's like 11, it's, 12. What are they up to? No, we're on 10. 10. So I'm up to like eight or nine. Yeah, you yeah. got you got a little ride ahead of you. Mm. Um, So yeah, so I'm not really a, a horror girl. I don't mm. like blood and guts. And mm. and The Walking Dead goes really far. For some reason, I, it just, I don't know. Maybe I was just supposed the to be story? a part of it. Yeah, it's because it's not really, a, I tell people this. There was a show called Friday Night Lights that was on a yeah. few years ago, mm-hmm. many years ago. Um, People didn't watch it because they thought it was about football. It wasn't. It was mm. about relationships and 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 building a family and that kind of stuff and Walking Dead is the same thing. It's not about zombies. Zombies mm-hmm. are in it. Walkers yeah. are in it, but it's not about that. As it goes on, when the first couple of seasons, the zombies, are, they have to learn how to live with the zombies. Right. They have to learn how to navigate. Right. But at a season's down, by the time you get to eight, nine, yeah. they don't figure it out. They just killing the zombies like boop, boop. Right. And now we're fighting each other. The people yeah. are the problem. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about the Walking Dead that I think is deep and it actually dovetails nicely with the political climate we're in, everybody thinks they're going to be the hero. Mm-hmm. Most people are not the hero. That's right. You know, most people are selfish and out for themselves. And that makes the heroes really stand out. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you find in The Walking Dead. People do horrible things in The Walking Dead. And you're like, you're supposed to be the good guy. Right. I was just wondering, because, okay, you're a black woman, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you, you're you a working actor. Like, yeah. you, keep, you keep a job. Um, how do you, and I know you did say that you fight for everything, but... Yeah. I know there's certain things that you have to like turn a cheek on. So how as a black woman in this industry, like how do you decide what you're going to fight for and put your foot down and what you're going to be like, all right, I'll I'll let you go. I will always fight for other people. No matter what. No matter what. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I very rarely fight for myself. The only thing that will make me rise up for me 
is if you come from my character. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you think I'm cute, if you call me fat, if you think I'm a good actor, I could care less. But if you say I'm not a decent person, mm-hmm. if you say that I'm out for self or say something disparaging about the person I know I am, then I will rise up right. because our good name is all we have. Mm-hmm. Right. And I am a decent person, so I don't play that game. But the other stuff I don't care because, again, it's vapor. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I want to be on sets where it's fun and we have a good time. And you're not going to have that if you're walking in like a diva mm-hmm. and demanding things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I need some cold water mm-hmm. and a place to sit. Mm-hmm. If I have that, I'm good. There's really nothing else for me worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. Now, if you come for one of them PAs or somebody in the crew or you acting up. Yeah. And somebody's in, in jeopardy, then I'm going to say them. Oh, yeah. Man, I will fight for other people all day. Right. Especially yeah. people that aren't strong enough to fight for themselves. Yeah, because they can't. Like, this is, it's, there's a hierarchy in this business mm-hmm. where, you know, once you get to a certain position, you can speak up. Like, I'm speaking up now about the fact that there's not enough uh, hair people and makeup people in the union speak that can it. do our hair and faces. Speak it. And I'm not afraid to speak about it speak because. It. I can. Yeah. They're not going to fire me over it. But but a young chick coming in talking about, can I get somebody to know how to do my natural mm-hmm. hair? She might not be back the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have to fight for her. Mm-hmm. And I will. And how do you, what, what things do you do to fight for that? Like do, when you're on your sets, do you like demand a certain amount of black makeup artists yeah, or black hairstylists? I'm fighting, I'm fighting that fight right now. Mm-hmm. And I always want to make it clear. I'm, I'm a part of the Disney Plus family. Disney mm-hmm. Plus is amazing. This is mm-hmm. not a fight with Disney Plus. This has mm-hmm. been a fight with the union, the hair and makeup right. union. And I'm not even going to throw them under the bus because I think they just don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it is my job because I know I'm 20 years into this industry. I've been in, I don't know how many hair and makeup trailers. I know what this is. And I, all I've been saying is when we, when a person of color or a, a marginalized person says, I need something, mm-hmm. just listen. Right. Yeah. This is not hard. It's hard, hard for people though. They're they're socialized to not listen. No, you gotta. Well, because they don't want to feel like they're being racist. Like white, like uh, a lot of white people, they feel so like uh, scared to be dubbed racist that if you call them out on set and say, "Hey, we need a black hairstyle," they're just gonna get rid of you because they don't want you later on down the line saying, "Oh, well, this was a racist set." Mm-hmm. Instead of just hiring a but black hairstylist, I've never asked for a black hair or makeup person. I've asked for somebody that knows how to do black hair and makeup. Well, they mostly there's don't. a di- no. There's a difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. There are white people that know how to do black right. hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. There are there are Latin people that know how to do black hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. I've asked for the person to be proficient in doing mm-hmm. our faces and hair. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're green. Yeah, mm-hmm. just make sure they know how to handle this hair without heat. Yes, right. and beat this face with look contour. Hello. And That's have it. my colors. And, I'm, and I'm not pale. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's not even a racist <laughs> request. It's, it's literally, right. I'm not calling anybody racist. Just make sure the person that's there can handle the people that walk in the door. That's it. So I know it's a righteous fight. So I'm going to keep fighting it. Thank now, you. you. You use your social media um, very often hmm. to fight for the causes that are that are, that are are closest to your heart. I do. And um, you you make that a, a huge part of your life more than mm-hmm. some other entertainers. Um, we had Don Cheeto on mm-hmm. and he talked about, and, and his- um, <laughs> I love Don Cheeto. Me too. We me all too. love Don Cheeto. Oh, He's Don amazing. Cheeto. And his Twitter bio- His wife's amazing too. His wife yeah. is amazing. His Twitter bio says, uh, single issue Democratic voter. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you and I mm-hmm. and Don- Yes. And a lot of people who watch this show agree that it's a priority to get Donald Trump out of oh, office. 100%. Not everybody agrees with that. And I want to speak specifically to people in the black community Mm. who feel like um, because of how politics is in this country, electoral politics and money in politics, that they feel like, one, he's going to win. They feel like, two, the Democrats have taken our votes for granted. And they feel like, three, no matter who's president, whether it's a Democrat or Republican, the uh, what's going to happen on the streets in the hood? It doesn't change. Convince someone 
who doesn't want to vote or someone who thinks the Democrats and Republicans are exactly the same, that Donald Trump is an existential threat that is bigger than your personal feelings about with that are backed with historical data about how we've been taken advantage of by these political parties. Okay, there's there's a couple of schools of thought. The first is that um, black people are always going to be all right Mm -hmm. because we know how to survive. Now, Mm -hmm. that is very true. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, this is not just about our ability to survive no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is not even just about us. This is about babies in cages. This is about women's vaginas being grabbed. This is a, a man who has placed judges on the bench that feel the way he feels. Now, if you're a right. black person, that's that, the whole game, right? If you're, that's the whole game yeah. they're playing. If you are a black person that thinks that the judicial system is fair, then mm-hmm. by all means, don't vote. Mm-hmm. Just don't vote. If you think mm-hmm. that it's totally an even playing field for every black person that ends up in front of a judge, mm-hmm. stay home. Mm-hmm. But I think every black person in, on this planet and especially in this country knows that it's not an even playing field mm-hmm. for us. So mm-hmm. if you just vote so that we can get people like him out so you can have a fair shake when you get in front of a judge, that's mm-hmm. enough reason to do it. Right. Exactly. Um, also, you know, there's a it's so hard for me this because I've I voted every election since I was 18. Mm-hmm. I understand what this is. You cannot change things by taking your ball and going home. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like the Democrats. You just have to like them better than what's in right now. Mm-hmm. And if you really care, which I doubt they do, but if you really care, run. Yeah. Run. If you really care. And what were you saying about run. You do not need a degree to run for any Hasn't office. Hasn't that been proven? We got mm-hmm. an idiot in the Oval Office mm-hmm. right now. You can a be a councilman, food. a congressman, right. or anything. Be a, be a alderman. Be the local dog catcher. Run for something. The if local you think, dog catcher. If you yeah. think your you city is trash, run. run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Run. If you, mm-hmm. got the, if you got it figured out, mm-hmm. if you know what black people need, run. Mm-hmm. And if you can't run, vote. Yeah. Right. Research the people that are available and pick the person that you feel speaks to your spirit. My thing is this. I Every vote I've ever cast, it begins with, is this a decent human being that cares about people beyond the people that look like them? Mm-hmm. It starts there. Right. Because if you get a decent person, a decent, smart person in there, they're going to bring other decent, smart people exactly. with yeah. them. Yeah. And together, those decent, smart people, they're going to mess up sometimes. But the majority of the decisions they make are going to be for the greater good. Mm-hmm. When you get someone who's selfish and only cares about himself and money mm-hmm. in there, mm-hmm. who's corrupt as hell. Mm-hmm. You get what we've been dealing with for the last three years. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, you do not have to like who the Democratic candidate is. You don't. Mm-hmm. Not this year. No. Not this year. Just get him out. Get mm-hmm. that dude out and then let's start digging in. We can talk about everything that needs to be fixed after mm-hmm. we get that dude out. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people you're talking to because I have um I've been a public figure for some time and I've made statements in the past where I've said I don't vote. Mm-hmm. Um I've never ever tried to hold sway over anybody else. I'm yeah. just saying for me personally, for a lot of reasons that we could do a whole show about yeah. why I felt disenfranchised and I felt like voting wasn't a viable option for me. Mm-hmm. I've changed and I've shifted in that thinking as I got older. I learned more. I'm a student of Malcolm X. Yeah. I, I understand Malcolm's ballad and the, or the bullet better now as, mm-hmm. a, as a grown man than I did as a child. Um, I like how Malcolm worked together with Adam Clayton Powell and other mm-hmm. people that he didn't quite gel with yeah. uh, politically or philosophically, but he understood that the vote could be used as a tool to help right. the community. Um, but I do understand, you know, why people don't vote, which is why when I have somebody that I'm in conversation with mm-hmm. that is passionate about voting, I want to present that voice because mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who was like, let me ask nah. you this. Do you think that the man in the Oval Office is the reason there are babies in cages at the border right now? 
To be honest with you, here's my thing. I'm a fan. No, don't get me wrong. I know there's been corruption for years. Right, I'm right. talking about that particular thing right now. The fact that the, the way they're treating immigrants at the border, do you think I, that I'll that man this. has something to do with I'll that? I'll say this. I think Donald Trump is is a, a, a symptom of, mm-hmm. a, there's a root problem that's way deeper than Trump. Oh man, come on. And, it's um, America. And mm-hmm. that we've been set up, all the presidents, including mm-hmm. Obama. Yeah. All the presidents set him up for him to be able to do that. Okay. Um, I'll allow that. But, what I think the difference is, is that Donald Trump is the first president that we've seen in our lifetime that has acted with the Stephen Miller emails Dude, that just came out. He relishes yeah, he's actively harming he, people. Right, pursuing actively in our faces, it's unapologetically, a white supremacist. This is what my point yeah. is. If that is the case, if you understand that that shift is different, the fact yeah. that it is white supremacy in your face, mm-hmm. that is enough to vote, if not for you. Mm-hmm. Can you vote for the people that he's currently hurting? Mm-hmm. That's a tough thing vote? to ask people to do to not think about themselves. Why for is a it though? I, it, it's it the easiest. It's the easiest thing in the world to me easy, yeah. to care about other people. Right. It's Compassion not just about me. Hundred percent. I've mm-hmm. said this all the time. I say it online. If you want to know who to follow voting, find a principled black woman. Yeah. That's right. Black women will always vote for the great principled yes. black women. Principled will always vote <laughs> yes. for the greater good. That ninety four percent will never let you down ever. And it's crazy because, like, what you say about Trump and the people that they have had these, con- I like concentration camps or whatever for immigrants. They whatever they are concentrated. Yeah, they're concentrated pretty much. But the thing is that I feel like what makes it worse with Trump in office is because his blatant hate for immigrants. It's not gonna. It's not gonna encourage the workers that work at these camps mm. to treat people nicely because nope. they're like, oh my, my president thinks you're trash, so I can think you're trash too. Exactly. If you if you have a president that cares that's trying to change things, no things are not gonna change all of a sudden because right. presidents can't control that much. But they might be a little bit nicer so that people they might give them a bed they might give them a change of clothes whereas trump is like encouraging to treat them like dogs that's what's crazy um now speaking of being anti-immigrant and speaking of principled black women Mm -hmm. you share a name with a black woman yvette carnell (laughs) can we get that 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 that, who is not in my opinion and i I, I could tell from how her response we don't think that this is a principled woman now this is kind of how we met i've been a fan of yours for a long time but I was attacked online and harassed by ADOS, which was started by this woman, and you were as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that? How did it happen to you? Because how it happened to me is well documented. I wrote a medium piece about it. I've been on Vlad TV. I've been talking about it a lot. But- I don't even <laughs> remember how they came for me. I remember seeing the hashtag, and and I understand why people get get pulled in. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's, it's very so, seductive. It's they almost very, pulled me in. Yeah, they they they're getting a lot of people because mm-hmm. it looks like mm-hmm. that it's it's the right thing to do. It looks yeah. like reparations. Yeah, who can say yeah. No who to can that? say no to reparations? But I realized that. Um, one, they're not for reparations. Mm-hmm. They're just using that as a smokescreen. And right. second, um, you can't be for me if you're against other marginalized people. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can't, just, you can't say that you have a black agenda if your black agenda only includes black people that are born exactly, here in America. Exactly, because the bottom line is... You're uh, missing most black people. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is find them. How? We are right, all right. so mixed That's up right. with everything. That whole lineage point, argument. Come on. Yeah. Come on. So as soon as you you find an immigrant and I'm kicked out because I got some immigrant somewhere down yeah, in the crazy. We all do. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. We don't know right. where we came from. We don't know what we're mixed with. But it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. If you are a marginalized person, we should be fighting together. Living, together. That's right. I don't understand. And then the idea, the whole point of it, like I've been trying to tell people, 
It is not about uplifting black people. Mm -hmm. It is really about keeping black people from voting. It is literally MAGA with a black face. It's black voter disenfranchisement. They are building division between us first. And then they're telling us, well, I mean, what's the point of even voting? There's no point. And if you're going to vote, then just you might as well vote for Trump because he's the same as any Democrat. And we know that's not true. Or if you go and vote, don't vote for president. Why is it so important for us not to vote for president? They're telling people now to vote down the ballot, but don't vote president. That's right. you got to see what it is. That's very clear to me. It's very very clear. clear. That's a clear agenda. And we don't have to separate ourselves from other people of color to fight the good fight for black people. And I'm down for my people. Anybody that know me know I love me some black folks. That's right. So it's not even about that. Black American woman born in Ohio. The middle of it all. I am the blackest of the black. (laughs) And that's, and it's crazy because like I said, I was at the revolt summit and I was talking to this lady and I was talking to her about parking in my street and then she gave me a card and she was like so excited like, oh, you know, come to this meeting. And then on her card it said Ados and I was like ah no because you're not about to yes I I want I didn't want to say your name because I felt like she might have tried (laughs) to stab me or something (laughs) they don't like me but it's like they try and trick you and we shouldn't be a part of anything that's trying to divide our people and the thing is the sad thing about it is I think a lot of people that are standing for them don't really know what it even is that's That's why I stopped saying Ados is trash and I say Ados is MAGA like that's really what it Mm -hmm. is now it's trashy too it's trash too but it's also it's really MAGA with a black face. That's right. And once you can let them understand, because they know what a MAGA, a maggot is. They mm-hmm. know what those people are. They know yeah. what those people believe in. They know that they're anti-immigrant and they're anti-progress, all of that. Yeah. But somehow they don't see it because it's our faces. Right. And the thing is, they're selling t-shirts and, and experiences mm-hmm. and right. that hashtag. It's, tra- it's trademarked. It's trademarked. To sell t-shirts. BS. And when you read up the when you read up the LLC and the trademark, it says trademark for t-shirts. Mm. That's what it says. It is not, it is not a movement for us. There is a way for us to fight for everything we we need without mm-hmm. excluding right. other anybody people of color black people That's immigrants right. i'm sorry mm-hmm. now when you said you mentioned progressive it's like people they 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 use re- reparations and they use progressiveness as a bait and switch right. when you get into their platform when you go on their website which they'll tell you go on the website it says we want to make sure that black immigrants don't get the same civil rights protections as native-born black Americans, right? If you're black, you deal with it Now, the woman, Yvette Carnell, who started this organization, she's a board member of PFIR, which is Progressives for Immigration Reform. Now, if you know anything about immigration reform, you know ain't no progressives out there fighting for it. That's right. Right? The idea that our immigration reform, our immigration uh, policies are so flawed that we need to immediately reform them right mm-hmm. now is not something that progressives are fighting nope. for, right? So this is a white nationalist organization, an alt-right. alt-right organization, right? And so you uh, earlier today put out a tweet saying that you think that Fox News is going to support them. Where did you get that from? I can't say where I got it from. Okay. But you it's get the secret information. So many Some, secrets it's somebody, today. It's somebody in the know. Okay. And just pay attention to who they start promoting. Mm-hmm. And you got to ask yourself, any any black person that claims to be for black people that is going on Fox News, mm-hmm. come on. Now, are you over any uh, programs to where that people can join to help fight the cause or... I'm actually not. Mm. My co- my fight right now, like I'm a part of organizations. I'm a part of the fight, but I don't have my own like umbrella. Okay. My Twitter feed is the mm-hmm. only way I'm fighting mm-hmm. this mess because I just feel, <laughs> I just feel like it's so big and pervasive. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be someone that says, send me $10 every month. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do a newsletter and I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. about But You can come to Twitter and find out what it is. But it works because uh, Rodney Reed, his uh, execution was stayed because of social media. Yeah, I'm, I, I think that social media is everywhere. And I think that we are supposed to use the platform that we have. Mm-hmm. I am not a um, 
I'm not an organizer. Okay. My organizing is, hey, y'all, this is what it is. And I would, I'm a researcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do all the research for you and I'm going to give you everything you need to figure out what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But as far as like come to this meeting tomorrow, I, I, I'm I taking care of my daddy. I ain't got time to do that. You do your part. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do right on Twitter and I'm going to send money to the people that are doing it and mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the meeting. Right. Yeah. I just can't house it at my house. Yeah. Well, everybody right has a part. Everybody got, you got, and that's the thing too. Everybody has to know when a flower grows, Somebody plants it, somebody waters it, somebody fertilizes, somebody clips it, somebody tends to it. Every you got to know what your role is. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm most effectively used, and it's in rebuttal. Yeah, it's in pushing out content. It's in letting people know what is really going on. I got time because I'm an actor. I got time to sit and watch the news and read the news and read books and mm-hmm. to go this. Y'all need to read this book mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this is breaking it down. You need to go here. You need to follow this person. Mm-hmm. I'm the person that kind of goes here. This is where you go. And then once you get there, y'all figure out what's next. And then let me know what you need from me at the next stage. Right. And I'll pop in and use my gifts mm-hmm. in that stage. But I know where my gifts are best used. And it's not, I'm not an organizer. One of the most exciting things for me about you mm. is your ability to be such, I mean, I read your resume earlier. Like we've really grown up watching you, mm. even if we didn't know that we did. Yeah. Um, you, you being, you're a working actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're working from, 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 you know, the the first popping up and doing extra work mm-hmm. and popping up a show. Hey, to shout being, out backgrounds. Yeah, yeah the backgrounds. You know, yeah. start like that. But now you win like, you know, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Like you, you've, you've done it all. Um, But you're still you. Mm-hmm. You really own who you are. Mm-hmm. And um, That's Cleveland. That's Cleveland, that's right? Cleveland, that's the Midwest values, the Ohio now. values Come I was talking now. about. Um, Can you give some advice for someone who is trying to break in the business, trying to, you know, a lot of people come from all over the country and move here to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. um, and they try to break in this business. But you seem to have developed a blueprint. Do you have a blueprint that you can share? I don't because I'm not really I have have things I can share, but I don't have a blueprint because I'm not really an ambitious person. I didn't come here with like I'm going to. (laughs) I came here with like five hundred dollars in a dream. man. I I don't know. Well, that's that. There we go. Yeah. To this day, I don't even know how I'm even here sitting here talking to you to this day. I don't know how this happened. Um, but God, mm-hmm. um, the best advice I can give anyone is to live below your means. Okay. That that goes, not even just actors, just period, live below your means. Um, I always say if you are a guest star, live as a co-star. If you're a co-star, live like a background person. If you're a series regular, live like a guest star. Mm-hmm. Do not buy anything that that person would not buy. Do not go anywhere that that person would not go. Um, and materialistic crap is vapor. Now, I'm not saying you can't celebrate yourself. I got a nice bag sitting over there. Mm-hmm. That's something I, every time I get a new job. Shout out to shout out, Shout out to my bag. But um, <laughs> every time I get a new job, I will give myself one treat. Mm-hmm. One. So if that show goes five years, one bag okay. for that five year show. And I'll, and I'll go all out for that one thing. But I don't, I'm not balling out of control. Mm-hmm. You know, I shop at Target and Macy's. These are my mm-hmm. places I go to. So live below your means. Don't fall into the party scene. The party scene is a trick a trap they will tell you that your opportunities are at a, at the club mm. they're not the club got you that's they're good advice club. it's not because that, that's the first place people go first place oh, people yeah. go they the go bar, and so-and-so happy having a party hour. i gotta go to so-and-so's party no you don't Ooh. no you don't do the work do the work i first of all if you're working you can't go to the party because you got an early call in the morning when mm. they look at when at the party and they see you at every party they know you ain't working mm. everybody want to work wants to work with people who are already working mm-hmm. so you can't be everywhere that's you can't be word. at the opening of an envelope be decent <laughs> and kind like to people. You can't be at the opening of Listen, an envelope. Can't. You can't. <laughs> of an you envelope, baby. Just put that one in Just there. Just yes. And this is a this this business has a very long memory. Mm-hmm. So what you say and do and who you say and do it to will live with you for the life of your 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 career. 
So don't think you can be slick and be shady to people. Mm. Don't think you can be slick and treat people bad because the person that you crap on today will be the person that could hire you tomorrow. I say that all the time. And they will remember you. <laughs> so it's not like be be decent because mm. you're trying to come up. Be decent because you should be decent. Just cause. Just be nice to yeah. people. This is not, I do not think kindness is hard. I don't. I don't think it's hard. That's a jewel. That's a gem. Kindness, compassion, yeah. discipline. Get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Beth <laughs> Nicole Brown. Hey. Awesome. Hey. Awesome. Hey. Thank Thanks, you. brother. Thanks, guys.